Church. Welcome to the Disco Leader Podcast, where we seek to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to build up the body of Christ, not with weights, not with barbells, but simply with scripture and truth. Happy Sunday, friends. It's Mo. I'm here by myself because Bobby is gone, and I had a plan for a guest co-host, but, you know, life happens sometimes. Things fell through, but I didn't want to leave you hanging because we've been in a rhythm, and so I'm here. I've got my Bible. Um, I've got my sermon notes from today. I Word of caution, though, I did hear someone say that you should be concerned, you know, with just one person in their Bible for too long because that's how cults start. So I'm not going to have you drink the Kool-Aid. But with that in mind, I did look up some resources and I've got some things to read from John Piper so that you know it's not just me and my own interpretations. Um, but you should, you know, we're going to talk. Uh, I pray that I don't say anything heretical. I don't think I will, but you should always be a critical consumer and be thinking for yourself while listening because, you know, anything can happen in this world. Um, But today we're going to be talking about how to study your Bible deeply. But before we do, announcements and, of course, we have to talk about the sermon. So the only announcement that I can think of is VBS. If you have kids, if you like kids, if you don't have kids or don't like kids but know some kids consider getting involved with VBS. So invite a friend, invite your friend's kids, invite uh, the kids you have or your neighbor kids. Even if you don't like kids, find a way to, you know, volunteer and serve and support without the kids. You know, people have to cut paper and, you know, lights and sound and all of the things. So VBS is coming up. It's going to come up quicker than you know. So if you haven't gotten involved yet, but you're feeling the spirits leading to get involved, reach out to Bobby, reach out to Donna Christian. I think Donna Christian is the person who's leading it, but Bobby would know that. So you can blame him for not being here to know the answer to that question and reach out to him if you would like. I thought today's sermon was super good. Um, I just, it felt super timely for me personally in my own life. And I wanted to talk about the thing that like really stood out to me. One, when John said that the good news has like captivated you um, in the sense that like, you know, we have responded to the good news as Christians. I was like, yes, that's like, it is. It's not the delivery. It's not the gimmicks. It's not like the show that we put on, but it's like the power of the cross. Like that is the thing that captivates someone who is lost like the power of what Jesus did on the cross is what takes someone who is blind and allows them to see and I felt like it was so freeing that I don't have to have all of the right words know every you know specific thing to say but that truly like the good news itself as long as we are sharing it you know by God's spirit um doing it with the best that we can that the Lord can use that and you know, he can captivate the hearts. It's not my responsibility, but it's the Spirit's work. I thought that was so good. Um, Of course, you know, the the point of the sermon being that as long as we are continuing to pour out and multiply, um, but pouring into others, whether that's, you know, within our small group community, whether that is our neighbor or our friends, that as we are pouring out into the lives of others, God continues to pour into us. And so if we are feeling like, well, I don't have enough, pour but I have a lot going on, poor, like, even though, but I'm leaving the country in 60 something days, 
I still need to pour into others. And so that I felt like that was super encouraging to remember that, you know, life is not all about me, um, which I can think that way being single and also being introverted and a homebody. I can just get me focused and not look outward. Um, and so I was super convicted and encouraged to be pouring into one another, um, considering one another, um, living in a way that others would succeed, being a servant, putting those before me. All of it was so, so good. I hope that you enjoyed it. I would love to hear what your thoughts were on the sermon. If you, you might've been on the camping trip. You might be like, I don't know. Do you even have Wi-Fi out there? I don't know. So maybe you didn't even hear the sermon. I encourage you to get, you know, find it on the website, listen to it because it really was so good. And I would love to hear what your thoughts were, whether that's text or, you know, throw a comment. Uh, Don't throw a comment because I don't think that's a thing. Send me a text and say, hey, Mo, here's what, here's what I thought of the sermon. Because Bobby's not here, so I'm just stuck with my own thoughts, and it feels very strange, to be honest. Okay. How to study your Bible deeply. I have four things, and the first one is to pray. Before I open my Bible, I am constantly praying, Lord, would you remind me that this Bible that I was holding in my hand is indeed your word, um, inspired by you. Would you help me to be reverent? Would you remind me that these are holy scriptures, um, words in scriptures that were so important to your people that they were willing to put their lives on the line to protect it, to put their lives on the line, to say it, Lord, that, you know, like when I think of the disciples and how they were martyred and brutally killed for the sake of the gospel. Um, And I think about, you know, what would have happened if they chose not to have scribes and not to write this word down. Like I would not have eternal life in Christ. And so I want to remember and pray that God would, you know, align my heart to be reverent to his word. Um, And then I think it's important that as you are seeking to study your Bible, you pray for wisdom. Um, I'm studying James right now, and so the scripture that comes to mind is like, if, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But I also think of Paul. Uh, there was a time when I was trying to memorize the whole book of Ephesians. It didn't happen, y'all. It, that sounds very lofty. I only memorized like the first chapter before life happened, and I quit. But Ephesians 1, verse 17, it's Paul talking, and he's talking about praying for spiritual insight. And this is what he says to the people in Ephesus. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of his strength. And so when I go to study the Bible, This is my prayer, that the Spirit would give me wisdom and that I would find revelation in the knowledge of God. Not looking at studying the Bible as just a mirror where I'm looking at my own life, but really as a window. Like, I want to see into what God has for his people, what he has for, you know, his plan and his glory. Like, yes, there is a piece where I have to reflect and, you know, examine my own heart and that's going to come. 
But first, I want to see, like, I am studying my Bible to learn more about God. I want to know you deeper. I want to know him deeper. I want to love him better. I want to, you know, just learn more about him. And so the first step, at least for me in my experience, when I'm studying the Bible, is to pray. After I pray, one really big thing that I do in studying the Bible is to read with expression. So I legitimately read my Bible in my teacher voice. Now, you not many of you probably were elementary teachers, but you all were in school or even homeschooled at one point in your life, probably a long time ago. You know, slight shade because you might be old listening, but that's okay. We still love you. Anywho, when you are in elementary school, like you can't read boring. Like the kids won't pay attention, right? They'd be running around the classroom. So you have to captivate them with your expression. You got to, you know, get big, like have a big voice. You have to really emphasize or you see an exclamation point. And so I read the Bible in that same way because it develops understanding. One of the ways we know, um, I taught like first and second grade. And one of the ways that I know that a kid is actually reading well is when they know to pause at a comma or to stop for a second at a period or, or to have that bigger expression with an exclamation point. Like it actually shows that they are understanding. And so I apply that same kind of thing to reading God's word, where sometimes I'm like, whoop, hold up, like, Lazarus just walked out the grave, like, or if I'm reading that, I'm going to say, like, Lazarus, come out, right, like, I'm going to bring um, expression and intonation into my voice, because that helps me actually develop more understanding, and I think that's really important, because the Bible is long, and you can get distracted, and you can be reading out loud, and then just kind of miss things, but really bringing in expression helps you to slow down and to develop and get deep understanding. So the next thing is to ask questions. So I just read the section and then I ask questions like, what happened? Who was that? Wait, what? Like, I, and I literally try to just go back and engage with the text as if I'm talking to a person, right? Because this is God's word. This is how I hear from God. And so I'm asking questions to try to develop understanding to really hear from him. And here's what John Piper says about asking questions. Um, I found this article on his website, Desiring God. He says, ask questions to unlock the riches of the Bible. When we read, we generally do not really think until we are faced with a problem to be solved, a mystery to be unraveled, or a puzzle to be deciphered. Until our minds are challenged and shift from passive reading to active reading, we drift right over lots of insights. Asking ourselves questions is a way of creating a problem or a mystery to be solved. That means the habit of asking ourselves questions awakens and sustains our thinking. It stimulates our mind while we read and drives us down deep to the real meaning of a passage. I thought that was so good. Um, so asking, you know, like, what do I see of God in this scripture? Or, you know, who who's this being written to? Like, what's one of the things that I... I'm consistently asking, like, you know, when you're in, when you're reading the letters of Paul and you see Ephesians, okay, who's the audience? Who is Paul writing to? What do we know about them? All of those things play a um, play a role and create context for as we are trying to study our Bible. My Bible has maps in the front, which is pretty awesome. And then I'm looking around, and so when I, Jesus is on his journey, I'm like, okay, where's Galilee? Where's these mountains? And I'm looking, and I'm trying to ask questions and really just um, engage deeper into the text. Okay, there's one more strategy. And in work, we say something called go slow to go far. 
um, it kind of helps us slow down and remember that in order for us to go far, we, it's it's not going to be a sprint. It's going to be a marathon. And by, studying your Bible deeply is the same way. Um, and I don't want to say like go slow and then I'm not going to tell you like a certain number of verses because I don't think that, you know, we're all different and we have different spiritual maturity and different appetites and different times and life stages. But like go slow, meaning like think on God's word, chew God's word, take, you know, a paragraph, maybe two paragraphs, really stay, sit in it, study it, look up the words you don't know, look at other scripture that relates to that passage in that text, really go slow and you will go a lot further than if you say read four chapters and then like just even thinking about like if I only read two paragraphs and then I ask the question what's happening who is this about who is it to or for and what do I need to get from that like that's going to be the answers are going to be very different and a lot more specific than if I read say four chapters and then ask those same questions right there's so much more like there's so much more content so then what's happening is going to be a lot bigger and who it's like okay there's just a lot of variety and variation within it so go slow to go far i encourage you know bible studies that are done by bible teachers like i jude by jackie o'perry is one of my favorite bible studies i've ever done there's a ton of scripture in it but i actually really enjoyed having to sit and like go slow because there was so much to do in god's word um Beth Moore is one that we often do, a lot of the women in our church do. Uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of John Piper, uh, Matt Chandler. I've done some Bible studies of his that have been really great. Um, so those are my tips for how to study your Bible deeply. Pray, read with expression so you don't get bored. Ask questions, a ton of questions. Ask them, ask them, ask them. Keep asking questions. Ask questions, uh, Google questions or well, Google answers to your questions and go slow to go far. I hope this wasn't super weird that I'm the only one talking. Y'all, I feel weird. I'm staring at a wall right now. Um, but I hope that you got something out of this. And if you didn't and you were like, this is awful, let me know. Be like, hey, next time, just wait until you have someone else because that's good feedback. And we want to hear from you. So I love you, church. I appreciate you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Disco Leader Podcast. We hope that it's been equipping and encouraging for you. Make sure to subscribe to the Disco Leader Podcast wherever you do your listening for easy access. If you're loving it, feel free to leave a review. And if you're not, blame Bobby. Bobby.